0: halloween is just around the corner and i thought of this question because i was making a halloween playlist and i don't know i i needed some inspiration so my question for this week what is what song is a must-have on your halloween playlist uh, matt let's start with you this week
1: oh uh I don't know i've never really thought about a halloween playlist so i mean i i i guess i'm gonna go with rob
0: zombies dragula okay okay um i had a lot of different options uh, my my official answer is the song is called scare me it's by this band called ludo they're based out of st louis uh it's just it's it's fun but like one of my go-to's is always uh werewolf bar mitzvah for a th- Bar Mitzvah from Thirty Rock. Um, I don't know why it just it cracks me up. Also, in searching for this, have you guys heard there is a sequel to the Monster Mash called Monster Rap?
2: No. Nope.
0: Yeah. Um. I'm. I might have to play it for you. Um. Yeah. There is one line. Spoiler alert. Where the 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 main character or whatever um says to the Frankenstein monster. Rap for me, Daddy? <laughs> um, nope.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, Tabitha, what about you?
2: So I'm going to hit you with a deep, deep track. Um, one of my favorite movies is Wizard of Oz. One of my favorite songs from Wizard of Oz is Ding Dong the Witch is Dead. Ella Fitzgerald did like a spooky, jazzy cover of Ding Dong the Witch is Dead. Ooh. And it is brilliant. And if you have not heard it. You should because it's fabulous. And I start playing it usually right around the beginning of October, like almost every time I get in my car by myself. So thoroughly enjoy.
0: You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt,
2: Tabitha, and Lydia.
0: Um, we've got a few other spooky stories uh, to talk about later on. But uh, I wanted to start this week. Tabitha, you have a kind of an update to the National Book Awards uh, that we talked about a few weeks ago.
2: Yeah. So the National Book Awards decided that they were going to make the decision to remove Drew Barrymore as the host for the show. Um, and due to her, you know, controversy with essentially deciding to cross the picket line for the. Writer guild strike by hosting her or continuing to host and film her talk show um they have decided to replace her with none other than lavar burton um he said it's an honor to return as host of the biggest night for books especially in a moment when the freedom to read is at risk so while i am very excited for this i still don't like that we had to end up here in such a very odd turn of events from Drew Barrymore, but good for LeVar Burton, and I'm pretty excited to see what he'll bring to the the hosting gig of this award show.
0: I mean, you could just take a look. In a book? Uh, A hosting rainbow? I I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I hope he really makes that joke, because now I want to see it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, this... Really, I mean, at the end of the day, LeVar Burton, it should be the one and only choice for this award show. Um or night, I don't know if it's televised. I doubt it's televised. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a sad turn of events for Drew Mar- Barrymore. I mean, it's not it's self induced, no, no. you know for sure. Um, I also like, I I'm sure you guys saw that even though the writer strike is over, like a couple of her head writers were like. <laughs> Uh, I'm good Um,
2: (laughs) thanks but no thanks yeah
0: exactly and while my opinion hasn't changed since last time we talked about it that like I am still kind of giving Drew like the benefit of the doubt maybe you know her heart was in the right place but just not you know whatever if that is the case Um, but at the same time I still fully back these writers choice to be like "Mm, you you didn't support me so I'm done
2: yeah, 100%. So, uh,
0: one thing I do support is opening up the pull list. What's on our pull list this week? And I made Tabitha uncomfy.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, definitely a couple of these books are... I, I would argue, for sure, two of these books our spooky season uh material i i could argue a third one is but we'll get to that so the first book i want to talk about is dwellings number two uh it's out now from oni press by Jay stevens uh so in the second issue of this anthology series about the scary goings-on in a small town called elwich uh, we see what happens when a puppet comes to life and also an investigative reporter gets involved with some ghost hunting um I loved this book. The this series I I read issue 1 this morning and I got I finished the first uh the first story of issue 2 tonight. Uh, it's it's gory. It's it's gross. It's it's spooky. I mean, it's it's kind of in the same vein of like uh Tales from the Crypt or Are You Afraid of the Dark, you know, something like that. Um but yeah, like the the art style, it's these characters like they they almost look like kids, but I mean, but they're grown adults. There There is a definite term to the art style. I'm not explaining it correctly, um, but I just I really like it. I, I am here for all of this. Uh, I know like when I first heard about Dwellings, I wasn't completely sold, uh, but I, I am now. Um, Tabitha what'd you think?
2: So I had to go back and read issue one as well before I could move on to issue two and the art style is like I don't know if this is the word you were looking for but this is the way I was explaining it to myself is it's very juvenile and it reads yeah, yeah, like yeah. very it like looks like a middle grade graphic novel that you would find in the kids mm-hmm. section of the library or bookstore and then you get into it and it's just bloody it's all get out <laughs> and like crazy crap keeps happening like left and right and the first part of the first book, I was, like, super sold. And then the second part, it kind of lost me. And then peeking back into the second issue or the second volume, I, it kind of lost me again, and then it picked back up. So it, like, ebbed and flowed, like, between the stories. But either way, like, I had a great time with this, and I would I would read more of these at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Matt, what would you think?
1: Yeah, this, this was fun. Um, I, I definitely also was a little... Surprised by the art style and then you get about two or three pages in and the gore not really expecting that. Um, it's definitely anthology, but I love all of the connecting dots that mm-hmm. are going on in this town um, to the point where you know that there's almost like this underlying thing happening to this town and I want to keep reading the rest of these issues to know, because you get bits and pieces. And I love how some of these characters will pop in and out of the different stories. Um, like, um, is it Keening? Mr. Ham, Ham mm-hmm. Keening, yeah, yeah. like pops up in what three or four, uh, like of the little stories. Um, you know, an issue two, there's well, like seven parts to it. So it cuts, you know, little smaller pieces. Um, but uh yeah this was fun definitely definitely the right time of year to read this yeah
0: and something you said kind of brought up another point like yeah it is an anthology but there are enough connecting dots that i wonder because i believe this is a three issue miniseries so i wonder if issue three is going Mm -hmm. to like tie everything together and take it or leave it i think i'd be happy if they do i'd be happy if they keep it as as the anthology that it is but either way i am here for issue three next up is i love halloween out now from tokyo pop uh written by keith giffen with art by benjamin roman so tokyo pop uh, i i'm not for sure when i love halloween came out but um they shared this collection in memory of comic creator Keith Giffen. We talked about on the last show, he passed away recently. Um, so this book, uh, when a group of trick or treaters get apples at the first house on Halloween, they do the only reasonable thing, plot murderous revenge on the little old lady who gave them the (laughs) fruit. Um, Matt, I know you said you didn't get very far into this, uh, Anything, any thoughts that you want to touch on?
1: Um, I absolutely love this art style. Um, I, I love kind of the weird, weird darkness to the art. Um, yeah, I did not have time to get through all of these, but I am definitely going to go back and read all three volumes because this feels like kind of like dwellings. Like there is going to be something else going on in this town, not just the the revenge that these kids are plotting and i'm gonna need to know what and why
0: yeah um i i read maybe the first couple of chapters um but yeah like this this is fun it's definitely another halloween read um yeah i definitely kind of along the same lines as dwellings um it's definitely not for kids uh i (laughs) if it is as gory as dwellings was uh I haven't really gotten there. I mean, there are definitely some parts where I'm like, Ooh, uh, definitely not for young kids, but, uh, but yeah, I love the art style. I love the humor. um, I I love how ridiculous these kids are over trick or treating, but at the same time, I mean, who didn't want to kill somebody who was giving out like homemade popcorn balls or something (laughs) like that. Here's a toothbrush. Exactly. Um, (sighs) Oh,
2: I loved getting a toothbrush for Halloween. Of
0: course you did.
2: <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? I
0: don't know. I mean, but from where you're from though, was that like one toothbrush for like a whole city block or
2: Probably. Yeah, no. You had to share it with all your cousins. Go down to the the hole and brush your teeth in the in the stream.
0: Down the holler. Down in
2: the holler. <laughs> um... <laughs> if if I do
0: have to complain about I love Halloween um, it's really, it's, it's more my own fault than anything because I was reading it like a manga, Um, (laughs) you know, reading it right to left. Um, But you, you don't, you don't. (laughs) It took me a couple of pages of me being like, wait, this doesn't make sense. Wait, does one of them know what the other person's about to say before they say it? No, Mitch, you're the dumbass. So that's that's where we're at. Uh, next book we're going to talk about is The Chromatic Fantasy. It's out now from Silver Sprocket by H.A. Uh, so Jules is a trans man trapped in his life as a nun. Uh, that is, until he makes a deal with the devil and escapes to live life as a criminal. Then he meets Jules, another trans man and poetic thief. Together, the two steal and cheat their way through life and making the devil jealous around, along the way. Um, Tabitha, what do you think?
2: Um, I didn't get very far into this at all, uh, but I will say that what I did get to definitely like caught my interest and was not what I was expecting. I didn't read the the blurb when I got into this. I'm like, where these nuns come from? Like, what's happening? <laughs> um <laughs> I think that often, where these nuns come from. Um, but no, uh, I'm interested in keeping, like, on continuing on with this. Like, I I am probably going to get spoiled because you guys are going to talk about it, but I am interested to see where it goes because where I'm at now with these nuns, like what you just said, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't realize how not far into it. Oh, were. yeah, I'm yeah. like real
2: not far. <laughs> we're still in nuns.
0: That's
1: very not far. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah, like this is this is fun. Uh, This book is definitely for adults um, in both words and pictures. Um, There's there's a lot of uh, sexy time going on, Um, but it's this is one of those stories where it's and and I think it does say at the very beginning that it kind of takes place on a different earth Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, so it's kind of medieval-ish, but they have a lot of, um, current technology. Like, uh, like Jules has their version of an iPhone and, you know, a couple other things. Um, but yeah, so like that type of stuff takes me out. Um, I don't know why it's one of those nitpicky things that I have, um, pick a lane, you know? Um, but anyway, taking that out of it, I like this story. I like, I like the internal battles that Jules is having, especially with, um, with making a deal with the devil. Um, <laughs> there were a couple of quotes that when I read it, I had to write down. I had to make sure to <laughs> bring these up. So there's one point where Jules is having a conversation with basically uh, a a voice inside his head Uh, it's kind of like it looks like Jules the really only real difference is that the uh, inside voice Jules has red eyes Um, so I guess it's kind of like maybe the devil talking but it's not explicitly said but anyway uh, so Devil Jules at one point says hmm well, I've heard suicide is a very good option for people in your position. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's dark, but yeah. that's kind of funny. Um, and then there's another part uh, where we see... So when I was when I was um, making these notes, I just now realized that I named the two main characters Jules and Jules, and that is not the case. And I am completely blanking on the other main character I can't
2: remember You said it at the beginning when you were reading the blur No,
0: I didn't because they're both n- I wrote Jules twice <laughs> Did you say Jules twice? I'm I, sure I did <laughs> <sighs> Hold please, I'm sorry future Mitch
2: <laughs> I could have swore you said two different names in the beginning.
0: So the other character's name is Casper
2: Oh, you died, not uh, Casper. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, if you're just now joining the podcast, I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so, my my apologies. I I should make a little add-on at the very beginning of this and <laughs> mention my mistake. But we're just gonna go with it right now. So, yes. So, Jules is the former nun. Casper is the. Um, is the poetic thief. So Casper puts on terrible plays and we Mm. find out why later on. But, um, but anyway, so in one of these terrible plays, there is this quote that I am going to try my best to work into real life where, (laughs) where one of the characters says, Julius Caesar, you've sucked your last dick. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know why that tickled me as much as it did, but dear God, that was hilarious. That's amazing. (laughs) But yeah, so like, I don't know. The the humor is right up my alley. I I like the art style. Uh, Me being the nitpicky person I am, I do wish that they wouldn't mix technology the way that they did, but it it is what it is. Uh, Matt, what do you think?
1: Um, I will start out by saying that, yes, like those couple of moments where a car shows up or Jules cell phone. uh, It was this is who I am. Um, It was very anachronistic and it was weird for me. Um, Apart from those those moments, um, I did very much enjoy this. Uh, It's a great story. I like watching the relationship develop between Jules and Casper. Um, As they get to know each other and as they fall farther in love, um, there are some absolutely wonderful pages of art um, throughout this book. Um, Some of the ones that were my my favorite were honestly the ones where Jules is having that internal discussion with himself. um, And also, there's a couple of pages where it's almost like Jules' thoughts. And there's like three or four bubbles just like across the page, but they're dotted and colored with like circles or like other like stars or things like that. And it just makes it an internal conversation, but also art. And it was, it was wonderful. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed this. I thought this was great.
0: The last book we're going to talk about is the man from maybe, uh, also out now from Oni Press, written by Jordan Thomas with art by Shaky Kane. Uh, so, in the not too distant future, Harvard Denny and his Smile Inc. Corporation own everything and everyone. But when a possibly when a possible alien ship crashes into the planet, a race to get the ship's cargo begins. Can a masked bandit, armed with a laser rifle, save us? Um I enjoyed a lot of this. There were basically three different stories happening at the same time. And I'm sure once we get more, like these three different stories are going to come together more. But I felt like especially um, Harvard and his evilness and really big head, (laughs) um i felt like it was too detached from the others um the i guess the main story which features the bandit which is referred to as the man from maybe um that was my favorite part it was it was like a western but it was futuristic um at first, I was gonna say it's kind of like Firefly, but then the more I read, I was like, it is not like Firefly. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like overall, I enjoyed it. It's piqued my interest enough to keep going. Um, I really like the art. Uh, again, kind of going back to the different stories, it almost like there were diff- It was almost like there were different art styles for the different storylines going on, mm. um, and I enjoyed that. Um, I'm I'm interested. I'm, i I want to see how this plays out. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Um, I also enjoyed this. Um,
1: it was a. It's funny how certain things pull us out of some books and like invest us in others. Um, like the sci-fi western aspects of this. Did not bother me at all. I really enjoyed how that all kind of pulled together. Um, I didn't get all the way through this, but it gave me, um, kind of like Mandalorian type vibes that yeah, okay. Western, mm-hmm. like, Book of Boba Fett kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. I was, I was digging that. I like that. I like the aspect of like his horse is really the only real living horse that people have ever seen like that does that's not a thing anymore um so i don't know i, I i'm gonna finish this um what's his name the bad guy who's obviously the bad guy the head of that corporation mm-hmm. um like the head i no no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> how large his head and face are um is uncomfortable and i i don't know how i feel about that that's just gonna make it worse as it goes through i think but i'm still I'm i'm ready to see what happens
0: Tabitha.
2: So the only part that I liked was the part with the head. (laughs) Um, That whole, like, Western John Wayne sci-fi thing they were trying to pull off. Uh, While The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and Firefly do that so well, this did not. This did not do that well. This was, like bad John Wayne writing like I was reading every line like it was out of a 1950s racist <laughs> film and like I was not having a good time and then we switched plot lines and art styles over to the corporation and they were and I was invested and then we had to go back to the freaking cowboys and I was just space Cowboy is not my favorite in sync song for a reason like this is <laughs> not. <laughs> This is not enjoyable for me i did not I did not like that. um the only part that I was interested in and the only part that was even slightly holding my attention was Harvard. was that his name? Yeah, I yeah, that was it. Like everything else could have gone away, and I would have been totally fine with yeah. it and there were there was so much happening in this very tiny not like very tiny space, and had each of these things been like a different issue or a different like completely different thing and then we like combine them at the end it would have been one thing but like going from one to the other to the other was just it was too much for me please never make me read anything about cowboys ever again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i can't make that promise
2: <laughs> please try <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right uh let's do something we haven't done in a while let's go to trailer takedown Let's get ready for Trailer Takedown! And we have four things to talk about this week. Um, one of them, dear God, I hope we get like uh, a subtitle <laughs> or a dub version later on, but we'll get there. So <laughs> the first round is if you were the last versus um, Monarch legacy of monsters um tabitha i know how much you love godzilla so let's start with you
2: i do love godzilla but you know what i don't like wyatt russell (laughs) 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 um so when like the original picture for this when the trailer popped up i was like oh my god this is gonna look so cheesy and i'm like they're gonna mess up they're going to mess up my Godzilla. This is going to mm-hmm. be trash. And then the trailer began to play, and they didn't. Like, it's, it actually looks like it's going to be fairly decent. Um, Apple TV tends to do a good job. Is that who that is? It's Apple TV, right? Apple, yeah. Okay. Um, tends to do a good job, especially with, like, CGI and things from, like, what we've seen in the past. So I'm not... I'm not super concerned like I was when I originally saw this pop up. I was like, Oh God, this is going to be B movie garbage, but it does not look like that. Um, the Godzilla scream at the end of that trailer will always get me. I love a good Godzilla scream. Cause same, I think I just relate. I just want to stand around and scream <laughs> to the abyss and stomp on tiny people. Um, as far as the last, was if, it? You, were the if last. you were the last, yeah. if you were the last. Okay. Um, there were chickens in space. So I was instantly sold. Also, this looks super funny and quirky. And Anthony Mackey has that sense of humor in his acting that's like almost deadpan, but not quite, that just brings me joy and happiness. So while I do love Godzilla, Like I said, I really don't like looking at Wyatt Russell. Like He just makes me want to punch him in the face when he talks and breathes and exists. Um, So I'm going to give six points to the Anthony Mackie show that I'm going to butcher the name of again. And give the rest of my points to Godzilla. (laughs) So six and four.
0: So for me, like, if you were the last, the quote unquote trailer that we got, like... (laughs) It was, it was funny. You're right. They they're basically Anthony Mackie and I have no idea who the woman was. Um, they're having this conversation about the Martian, and then cut to we find out that they're in space, and yes, there are chickens in space. Um, Why did you do that? Do you know the pigs in space yeah, skit? Muppets. No. No, I don't muppet. They frighten me. You're right. Yeah, that that tracks. (laughs) They're scary. (laughs) Um But yeah, so but at the same time, like I have I have no idea what this is about. Is is it a movie? Is it a series? um is it still going to be funny because this kind of concept a little bit of that i know it looks like it might actually should be more of like an action drama type thing i i i don't know i don't know what i'm getting myself into monarch legacy of the monsters um i'm not i am the opposite of tabitha i'm not a huge godzilla fan i never really have been um which is weird because um you know as much as i love power rangers Um, which is also (laughs) big things destroying cities, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so one of the people that caught me, uh, Kiersey Clemons is in this show who is Iris West in the DC, uh, DCEU. So, but she has that face and I just looked up her, um, look like her filmography and, the the DCEU movies are the only movies that I recognize that she's been in, but she looks exactly like somebody else that I've seen before and really like, but I don't remember where I liked that person from. It's okay. It's like a moment. <laughs> I'm insane.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but anyway, but still seeing you know, seeing her, I was like, okay, cool, this this, this looks interesting. Um I am actually going the exact opposite of you, Tabitha. I'm giving Monarchs uh, six points only because, at the end of the day, I have a better idea of what this trailer was. They did a better job of explaining. I think between the two, I would probably see if you were the last first. Um, but, yeah, but that one gets four. Uh, Matt, you're going to be the tiebreaker. Mm. Or will you? Yeah, I know. I
1: realize that as you did your math. I'm oh, like, wrap
0: um i don't i don't
1: math this is not good um so watching the if you were the last trailer it's it's not really a trailer um it is just like a scene from the show or movie that this <laughs> is um but at the same time like the conversation the two of them have you can see how the rest of this is going to build and they're kind Of, like, snarky repertoire between the two of them. Um, like the moment where Anthony Mackey does math in his head and she just looks at him and goes, Did you just do that in your head? and he's like, Yeah, like, you can't do you, you can't break down you know three billion divided by 12,000 in your head. And like, she's like, No, like, just that that interaction with the two of them. Um, and then the end of that, where that trailer pans out and you realize that they've been talking about the Martian and being rescued and they are stuck in space themselves. Um, The way that that played out, I thought was really, really smart. Um, I I don't really know all of what this is going to be about, but like the presentation for seeming like a not trailer. I I really enjoyed that. Um, Monarch. I too, love a good godzilla movie um i've been intrigued by this idea that apple tv is going to be doing this godzilla series for a while i'm even more intrigued to know that they're kind of going to show us the world that exists between these titan attacks um the movies are always they come out they beat the crap out of each other. They disappear back into the jungle or to the ocean. And, you know, just life continues, right? Like they're showing the devastation that these Titans are causing and some of the repercussions of that. Um, So as much as, yes, I also don't like Russell Wyatt's face. um, Kurt Russell is in this and maybe John Goodman. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Which it's like, wait aren't you supposed to be in lanford
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like paused i was like wait is that john goodman
0: (laughs) um i
1: don't know it looks like it's going to be a really interesting and good way to expand on this universe that they've been building with godzilla and kong in the movies um this is tough because i will 100 percent watch both of these you know what screw it i'm gonna go five and five and we're gonna end up in a tie and i don't care
0: Alright.
2: Why do you hate us?
0: <laughs> Matt has chosen violence. So <laughs> both of these uh, properties will face the winner of uh, Go Go Loser Ranger versus Tomb Raider. Which they are both <laughs> Does it rhyme on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> um, they are both uh, animes. Um, so the Go Go Loser Ranger is um, it is the the trailer was not in english i apologize for that i didn't realize Yeah. Uh, the article was in english i assume the trailer would be too domo arigato um um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) so for very different reasons um i still have no idea what's going on in this trailer (laughs) But I have gathered it is kind of a riff on either the, the Power Rangers franchise or, probably more accurate, the Super Sentai uh, franchise. Uh, it looks interesting. I think that there are moments in there that I was supposed to laugh at. Um, and if I understood what they were saying, maybe I would have laughed at. Um, Tomb Raider? So this is going to be an anime series on Netflix. Um, I don't know. We saw we we saw Laura Croft uh, breathing heavy, a lot. Um. <laughs> but um, and I don't know. Looking at a picture with some loved ones, maybe they're dead. I don't really know. Um, so I I finished watching both of these trailers, being. Very confused for very different reasons. Um, But at the end of the day, I finished the Go Go Loser Ranger um, trailer being like, okay, I would be really excited about this if I knew what the hell was going on. And I finished the Laura Croft trailer being like, man, she does breathe heavy. So, I am giving Tomb Raider three points and Loser Ranger seven. Um, Tabitha, what'd you think?
2: Yeah, I had no idea what was going on with either of these things, but when the Laura Croft Tomb Raider ended, I was like, is this just like the timeline where Laura Croft has asthma? Like, <laughs> <laughs> all she was doing was like, slow breathing. Like, <sighs> like she was, it? I don't, why? Why do we need to listen to Laura Croft breathe? Um. As far as go-go loser ranger, I'm with Mitch. I think there were times where it was like making a pun because I could like kind (laughs) of tell, but I have no idea what that pun was supposed to be. And I did laugh at one point because whatever was happening on the screen looked funny. And I'm like, wait, did someone just die? Did I laugh at a death? So then I was extra confused. So I'm going to go five and five because all I know is nothing. I know nothing about (laughs) either of these.
1: Calm down, Jon Snow.
2: Never. (laughs) All
0: right, Matt.
1: Um I'm apologize again. I really thought that Go Go Loser Ranger trailer was gonna at least be subtitled. Um, which there are some subtitles, but they are also in Japanese. (laughs) Which is helpful to those of us in this room. Um I don't know. It looks like it could be interesting, but again, without any kind of dialogue or actual like translation, it's really hard to know. Um, it still would be something again, translated or dubbed um, that I would probably sit down and watch. Um, Lara Croft. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what this says about me, but I have played a lot of the, the Tomb Raider video games I've seen, I think all but the most recent movie, um the character is very much a a female take on indiana jones um i've always loved that i think she is a great character um this trailer doesn't do a whole lot other than just tell you that we're going to get more adventures of lara croft and
0: that she needs her inhaler
1: and she doesn't need an inhaler (laughs) um she you know she's out in the wilderness she probably lost it or her prescription ran out um <laughs> but i'm i don't know i'm always gonna be be in for um new new tomb raider stuff so i'm gonna go seven points for uh lara croft has asthma and three points for the loser rangers god damn it matt what <laughs> did i do it again did you
2: tie us again i
1: seriously I actually tried to have <sighs> points
2: Why is he the way that he is?
1: Uh, You
0: married him.
2: Under duress. What?
0: (laughs) So uh, I guess now it's a four way. It's a four way. You still only get 10 points. Um, (laughs) Also, based off of Matt's description. Now I can only picture Harrison Ford as Lara Croft. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Harrison Ford in a crop top.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> it still has the uh, Indiana Jones hat.
2: Yes, and the whip. <laughs> mm.
0: Dislike, dislike. <laughs> okay. Do you guys have your points?
2: No, I was petting cats. Yeah. Where are uh, my options?
0: Uh, all of them, literally so i'll go first
2: <laughs>
0: i'm gonna give uh if you were last three points monarch four points Go Go loser ranger two points and heavy breather tomb raider <laughs> one point
1: matt um i'm gonna go three points for if you were the last three points for monarch legacy of monsters uh, one point for Go 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 Loser Ranger, um, which leaves three points for Lara Croft,
0: Tabitha.
2: Uh, I'm gonna give last uh three Monarch five, uh, and that leaves one each for Tomb Raider and Ranger. Even though I didn't know what was going on.
0: Okay. Okay, so in fourth place is. Go-Go Loser Ranger with three points. Uh, In third place is Tomb Raider with five points. If You Were the Last comes in second place with nine points, which leaves Monarch Legacy of the Monsters, the winner of this week's trailer takedown with 12 points.
2: Four days later. Sorry. It's okay.
0: Suck. Um, mm. To make it up, let's go into Gut Reaction. Ow!
2: Gut Reaction.
0: And we're going to start with Gut Reaction tonight uh, with actually kind of an impromptu thing. Um, Not Seth has uh, some Warhead Sour Black Cherry Soda, and we are now all trying it. So we are trying it um, all for the first time. I'm assuming. Let's let's see what let's see what happens.
2: I wish it was sour.
0: Yeah, it could be more sour. Um, this is the perfect amount of sour for me because I don't really like sour stuff like that.
2: This tastes zero percent sour to me. This tastes very swig- like sugary and sweet.
0: I mean, I like it. It's real good.
2: Yeah, it's delicious. It's, it's just not sour.
0: Yeah. Um. So we'll start uh, And not Seth. Where's your thumb? I'll give it a thumbs up. Tabitha? Um,
2: I'm giving it a thumb sideways because while I like the taste, I like I said, I really wanted this to be a lot more sour.
1: Matt? Um, I also would like it to be more sour, but I think the overall flavor outweighs the fact that I would like a little more
0: sour. So I'm going to go thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to go thumbs up. I don't think I would want a full can of this. Um, cause it is like, there is still some sour there and I don't know, much like I don't like sour beer, I don't really like sour sodas. Am so. I
2: broken? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, aren't yes. we all though? I mean, I mean. I mean, not even just in this. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Like this is like the reason I could not drink a can of this is because it's too sweet. I mean, that's fair, but so you don't.
0: Also have a very large sweet tooth, so True. So, fun story that I don't really know that I've ever shared with anybody before.
2: Story time!
0: Yeah. So, when...
2: <laughs> New segment.
0: <laughs> when Warheads became super popular, um, I was in, I don't know, fifth grade, I think. And so, like, a lot of, you know, the, the comics I'd read, books I'd read... Hell, even like, you know, like Power Rangers had a few episodes mm-hmm, of it or mm-hmm. whatever, and a lot of other shows I would watch, um, would have like these mind control episodes. So I had myself kind of convinced that these warheads were like controlling everybody.
2: <laughs> I can see why you've never told me about that before. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, <laughs> this just proves that I've always been weird.
2: I mean, that's a that, that's fair though. Like something becomes super popular, and you're like, mm.
0: something, something's up, something's
2: up. Conspiracy theorist Mitch.
0: <laughs> yep, with my tinfoil hat. <laughs> Too bad we've already done that for a uh, Instagram post.
2: You in a tinfoil hat? Yeah. Maybe you just found your Halloween costume
0: not far off from reality
2: though
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyway moving on so um officially starting gut reaction with uh, a little more oni press news so oni press announced at new york comic-con a sequel to the 2023 graphic novel chef's kiss uh chef's kiss again uh will pick up right where the first story ended with culinary prodigy ben cook and his sous chef liam Um, The two must work together when a culinary rival, (laughs) Um, it's the soda, (laughs) 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 when a culinary rival kidnaps Watson, the restaurant's taste testing pig. Uh, While we have to wait until 2025 (laughs) to read the sequel, uh, the Chef's Kiss Deluxe Edition comes out May 2024 with a lot of bonus content. Uh, also coming soon for pre-order is Watson's Autumn Spice Kit. It's a Curio Spice Blend created by Chef's Kiss writer, Jared Melendez. Uh, giving this a thumbs up. I love Chef's Kiss. Uh, it was one of the books that we reviewed. And when I was able to find it in real life, immediately bought. Uh, very excited for the sequel to it. Uh, little bummed that we have to wait so long. Um, which also, like... It's weird that 2025, which still sounds like, I don't know, a lifetime away, is a year and two months away.
2: That's I didn't need that. I didn't, I didn't need that reality check. Thanks.
0: Well, I had it earlier and I had to share. Um, but still, giving this a thumbs up. Tap them.
2: Uh, I loved Chef's Kiss. So, yeah, absolutely. Thumbs up.
0: Matt.
1: Uh, so I sadly did not get a chance to read Chef's Kiss when we reviewed it um it's one of those that i have had on the list to go back and read and now this just means that i will absolutely have to do that in time to catch up for the sequel we've got a little bit but you know um no reason not to get started sooner rather than
0: later so thumbs up matt let's talk about some new comics coming from dynamite so dynamite has a
1: list of new comics um that they are going to be publishing next year which is 2024 not as far off as 2025 thanks mitch
0: i'm just saying 2024 doesn't really bother me but 2025 (laughs) like i don't know i honestly didn't think i'd make it to that which i mean there's still a chance. yeah we
2: might not (laughs) right um
0: anyways uh dynamite
1: entertainment is publishing a line of comics based on the warner brothers discovery animated series um, including Thundercats, Flintstones, Powerpuff Girls, Space Ghost, Johnny Quest, Wizard of Oz, We Bear Bears, and more. Um, I, these are awesome. They're, I, I can't wait. Um, I don't think that they have really announced any of the creative teams for any of these. Um, but Space Ghost, I've always loved thundercats i grew up with that like i would grew up with transformers um like when we get further in and we get some previews and we get some creative teams um i think this is going to be fantastic uh huge thumbs up for bringing all of these back and um yeah I- i'm just i'm ready for it
0: yeah um thumbs up a couple of these titles are surprising um especially Flintstones and Space Ghost um, because I know those two have appeared in DC comics in recent uh, recent history um, and still like with them being you know WB properties as is DC like I just I I'm I wonder what the behind the scenes, action was with that uh, either way uh you had me at thundercats and kept me with all of this i'm here for it, tabitha
2: yeah you had me with floodstones and powerpuff girls thumbs up <laughs> um
0: tabitha let's talk about a storm novel
2: so tiffany d jackson who has recently kind of become one of my favorite ya authors uh she wrote a book called allegedly that if you have not read i Highly recommend is writing a original YA novel about Storm called Storm Dawn of a Goddess. It's going to be uh, Tiffany Jackson's first fantasy novel. And about the book, she ended up saying, It's no secret that I grew up loving X-Men, specifically Storm, a black woman superhero. So when this opportunity came about, I jumped, cried, and begged. Research for this book took me into the depths of the Marvel Marvel archives to the streets of Cairo, Egypt. Tackling Aurora's Aurora's journey, especially for my first fantasy novel, wasn't easy, but it was so very worth it. Um, It is out June 4th of 2024, which again is not as far away as 2025. Um... Tiffany D. D. Jackson has a very lyrical way of writing that I think will play well into Storm's origin story. And these uh, YA novellas by popular authors uh, based on comics have been rolling out for a couple of years now. And every time they've done a really good job about matching the author with the character. And I think they did that again with this. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I will definitely be trying to read it. I'm going to give it a thumbs up.
1: Matt. Storm has always been one of those characters that, in the X Men universe, um, I've always loved the powers. I've always loved who she is, how strong she is as a character, um, and I always felt like she never really got her due um, as in in the mar- in the you know in the X Men universe. Um, and to be able to go back and read her origin story, which has always been really almost like a dark spot like i don't ever feel like it was really touched on um especially with this author is gonna be is gonna be wonderful um i'm i'm ready for this thumbs up
0: i'm gonna give it a thumbs up um storm while i like the character i don't know that i like the character enough to go out and read this book separately uh but still absolutely the the idea that they are matching the writer with the character you know like i I feel like this writer from what you've said tabitha is going to do a really good job and you know they there is definitely an audience for this and i am happy for them there are rumors that walmart will stop carrying physical xbox games uh next year with more cuts happening as the year progresses Uh, This is in addition to reports that Best Buy is phasing out Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K Ultra HD sales in the first quarter of 2024. Yes, I realize this is the world that we live in. No, I'm not happy about it. I'm still giving this a thumbs down. Um, Yeah, like when when Peacock goes under and Scrubs is nowhere to be seen, you know who's still going to have the entire series on DVD? This guy so (laughs) there's still a place for physical media tabitha
2: so while i think there is still a place for physical media um i have not bought any physical media in ages like i literally can't even tell you when the last time i bought a cd or a blu-ray or a dvd of something was like i have no concept of when that was it's probably been at least 10 years um the things that I do have that I have collected over the years have dwindled down as I've kind of like slowly gotten rid of them because we, we don't live in the time where you need to keep all of those things. Unfortunately, Um, at the risk of sounding like my dad, when our local video store closed, when I was in like fourth grade, like I feel like times are changing and people are moving on and, we're dealing with like the new thing in the world that's just going to eventually happen, and maybe it's just time to start now.
0: Did you give a thumb?
2: Oh, my thumb is my thumb is sideways.
0: Matt, um, I
1: think I'm also gonna go thumb sideways because it, this is a, it's a weird situation because. Streaming and downloading games has become the norm. Um, and then on the flip side, when ebooks and e readers became a thing, everybody was worried that books and physical reading material would disappear. And that has absolutely not happened. It's interesting to me that that is what's happening with video games and movies but not with books. It's just a weird, it's just a weird, I guess, thing to notice. Um, I, I mean, the last game that I bought on physical disc was actually for my kid's birthday. The last one that I bought for myself, I downloaded, um, you haven't bought a DVD or a Blu-ray to watch a movie in, I don't know how long. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to go thumb sideways. It's a weird, it's a weird moment in time that this is, this is where we're going, but, um, it like it or not, it's what happening.
0: Uh, Matt, let's talk about Netflix house.
1: So speaking of physical media going away, Um, Netflix is going to be doing physical locations. Also, the irony of this is that they just stopped mailing DVDs to everybody. They stopped doing that and now they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to do, um, retail shops called Netflix House. Um, they're, they're going to be shops, they're going to be stores, um, but they are going to be kind of like pop-up shops in the fact that they're going to have basically attractions um whether it's stranger things squid game bridgerton um other favorite movies or shows um you'll be able to shop for clothing and eat food themed around those franchises um even that says you'll be able to um, experience an obstacle course straight out of the straight straight out of squid game um basically they've said that we've seen how much fans love to immerse themselves in the world of our movies and tv shows we've been thinking a lot about how we could take that to the next level um the next the first two will open in 2025 and then expand globally thereafter um They've got 10 cities that they're kind of like looking at anywhere between New York, Los Angeles, Montreal. Um, No, no real hard and fast on when and where exactly. But, you know, we'll get more details as we get a little further along. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a fun idea. But then again, like I like the idea of all these pop up shops and coffee shops and bars and things. But when they happen, they're so damn busy that there's so many people that I just don't want to deal with all of them to experience it. So, at this point, I'm still just going to go thumbs
0: down. I'm going to go thumbs sideways. Um, I understand where you're coming from, Matt. Um, I'm not quite uh, Old Man Yell as a Cloud enough to be like, I'm not even (laughs) going to bother going. Like... (laughs) If <laughs> get off my lawn, yeah. <laughs> um, if there's one in Chicago, will I go out of my way? No, but like if I'm already there, and yeah, sure, I'll probably give it a try. Um, that said, I feel like there is somebody who used to work at Blockbuster who's like super angry at Netflix.
2: <laughs> yeah, you had me when I thought it was just going to be kind of like a video store, but. The fact that this sounds just like a pop-up marketing ploy kind of bothers me. At the same time, if I happened to be in a city and they were having like a Bridgerton event and I, you know, I caught it on a not super crowded day, would I go? Absolutely. So, thumb sideways. Uh, Tabitha, let's talk
0: about the Scholastic Book Fair.
2: Oh, Lord. Okay. So, we all know our favorite thing in the world is the book fair, right? Mm. But Scholastic... Has decided to do a collection called Share Every Story, Celebrate Every Voice, which is a diverse collection of books, which schools can either opt into or opt out of when they sign up to do the Scholastic Book Fair. They're not just intermingled with the other books that they have on display and for sale. It is siloed out under uh, its own Umbrella of a collection. And when schools book the Scholastic Book Fair, they can either say, We want to be diverse or we don't. So their their headcanon behind this was to allow scholastic book fairs to make it a little easier to go to schools in districts where diverse books have already been banned. Um unfortunately that has looked to a lot of librarians and teachers like scholastic taking the side of the book banners and The um inability to just let the books be in the categories and make them in their own display, where a child who might pick that book up if it was with you know the other books, but would feel maybe uncomfortable being like you know like picked out of the crowd because they want to go look at the diverse book collection. Um, I'm kind of. I'm thumbs sideways on this. I'm thumbs down for the simple fact that, like, it does look a little like they're appearing on the side of, let's face it, the people who are wrong in this area. But at the same time, for their organization's sake, I totally understand for those school districts that have already banned a bunch of these diverse books. Great for Scholastic for not just taking them off the shelf, but finding a way to do it. So... I'm 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 very split down the middle with this and I I really want to be annoyed but like my logic brain completely understands why they did it so
1: Matt yeah I, I I'm I'm right there with you on that because they are they're trying to skirt that line and they're trying to do it in the best way that they can come up with I think the most frustrating part for me is knowing how the scholastic book fairs are set up and how they travel, knowing that those, the more diverse collections are not going to be intermingled. They will be a separate case that's just either picked up or not picked up by the school. And that's irritating and frustrating because then you will not have kids that need to see those diverse titles they will have to go to a separate section of the book here to pick up those diverse titles instead of them just being with the rest of the books of the same genre or age group. Right. Um, And that's 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 maddening to me for very personal reasons. Um I'm not going to go any more detail than that, but it's just it's it's maddening for me on that level alone. Um, Because I think a lot of those books, even if they are included, being in that separate section are going to be untouched because those children will be looked at differently by their peers looking at that section of books. And that's that alone is infuriating. So business wise, I get it. But as far as everything else, I'm I'm almost really just angry about it. So I'm going to go thumb sideways.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm also going thumbs sideways. Uh, thumbs down to the fact that we even have to have this conversation. But I get it. I get that Scholastic's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, whatever decision they made, they were going to... Angers somebody about it, and you know, the last thing we need are people protesting a Scholastic Book Fair, which you know that there would be some people like right outside the school, with you know, like with signs, probably misspelled, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's it sucks that we even have to have this conversation, but I. I hate to say I agree with it, but I agree with why they're doing it. Also, I want a grown-up Scholastic Book Fair. Why can't we have that?
2: Okay, so my 40th birthday.
0: I think we've talked about this. We're having Book It
2: Scholastic Book Fair Fair birthday parties. You're just going to have to wait like three more years. Okay.
0: Okay. But that's after
2: 2025. So so never mind. We're all going to be dead by then. (laughs)
0: Moving on to happier (laughs) topics. Um, So at New York Comic Con, uh, DC announced a new storytelling initiative for action comics in 2024 called Superman Superstars. Uh, The year long event will see a rotating cast of writers and artists as they team up for many arcs. Uh, The first arc will be called I Bizarro by Jason Aaron and John Timms. Followed by House of Brainiac by Joshua Williamson and Rafa Sando- uh, Sandoval. Um, I'm giving this a giant thumbs up. Um, Superman has been one of those characters for me in the last couple years that I've really started to um, really fall in love with. Um, and, you know, the the background and everything like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so, like, I'm, I'm loving this idea. I, it sounds like we're going to get uh, some characters that we haven't seen in a long time, and also, you know, voices from creators that we haven't seen in a long time. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Jason Aaron, this is going to be his first story for DC. Like he's normally a Marvel writer. Marvel, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just I don't know. I I'm here for this, Tabitha.
2: Yeah, um, my original background in like mild comics was Archie and Superman. So just the idea of maybe seeing some old characters come back to life is pretty cool for me. So thumbs up.
0: Matt,
1: I am always a fan of taking some of these, if you will, big name writers, Jason Aaron, and giving them a property that is basically like nothing they have done before seeing what they can do and what light they can shine on a nuke on that character. Um, so I don't know that plus all the other diverse names at- uh, attached to this, bringing back some characters that have been in the shadows. I say, go for it. Thumbs up. Uh, Matt, let's talk <clears throat> about ghost machine. So speaking of comics, ghost machine is going to be a new comic imprint, I guess. Um, The comics are going to be distributed, produced through Image Comics. Um, But speaking of some of those big names, um, Jason Fabok, Gary Frank, Brian Hitch, Jeff Johns, Brad Meltzer, Peter Peter J. Tomasi. um, When all of those writers are done with their current obligations and publishers, they are going to be jumping to this Ghost Machine Um, imprint Um, the idea is that ghost machine is to push beyond superheroes introducing new genres and characters and shared universes completely co-owned by all the creators involved um their first comics are going to be released as early as november um with Uh, a two-issue prequel series Geiger Ground Zero which will be Jeff Johns and Gary Frank um Ghost Machine's first official release is in January of 2024 with Ghost Machine number one it's going to be 64 pages and it's going to introduce their four shared universes worth of characters um I don't know these are some great big names and to kind of give them their own create you know the 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 creator-owned comics I think are some of the best ones out there because they get to do whatever the hell they want. Um, So I'm gonna go
0: thumbs up for this. Yeah, thumbs up. Um, I can't wait to see what comes out of this. Yeah,
2: if only for the open creativity alone, like, thumbs up.
0: So... Rapper and Trekkie Kid Cudi released a new song over. (laughs) Whatever I thought you were about to
2: say, that was not it. (laughs) Uh,
0: So he released a new song over New York Comic Con weekend called Heaven's Galaxy, which is heavily inspired by uh, Star Trek. Um, this is the first part, or this is part of his partnership with Star Trek called "Boldly Be," uh, which also features a streetwear collection and a Fortnite gaming experience called "Mirror Mayhem," starring Kid Cudi as Captain Skiles. Uh, he called this kind of like a full circle moment because as a kid, he'd watch uh, the Next Generation with his late father. Uh, I'm giving this a thumbs up. I listened to this song earlier today. Uh, kid Cudi's has been always been one of those artists that's like. I always forget to listen to, and then I do, and I'm like, "Why don't I listen to you more often?" And then I go back to the same shit I always listen to. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, this is really cool. I I love that he's doing this partnership with Star Trek. Um, I would love to maybe see him in like an episode of Strange New Worlds or something. I don't know that that'll happen, but thumbs up. Tabitha.
2: Yeah, like I said, if I didn't know what was going to come out of your mouth, and that was not it, and it's still not it. Um. like the more you talked the more my face went hurt like (laughs) uh thumbs up for kid cuddy being a trekkie but like (laughs) sure
1: (laughs) matt yeah that was very surprising um and i guess that's on us for just assuming things about people but like facts i not an individual i would have ever thought would have been a trekkie but then again like you know, I think about, you know, what you just said about him watching it with his mm-hmm. um, his late father. And like that was where I started watching Star Trek was mm-hmm. like my dad did the dishes. And I sat in the kitchen and watched Next Generation while he did the dishes. Mm-hmm. Like that's always been a like a, a bonding moment between my dad and I. So like to be able to use that history that he's got and to pull that into the future and beyond.
0: Uh, um, yeah. Awesome. Thumbs up. For a second, I thought you meant that you were watching Star Trek with Kid Cuddy's dad. <laughs> nope.
2: <laughs> I want to do a study on how many people like Star Trek because they watched it with their dads when they were kids. <laughs> because it's at least two people in this room and Kid Cuddy.
0: <laughs> I mean, I watched it with my mom.
2: That counts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So... <laughs> Um, believe it or not, Heaven's Galaxy wasn't the only kid-cutting news <laughs> to come out of New York what Comic-Con. Happening? <laughs> uh, so, Moon Man is an upcoming comic series from Image Comics. Uh, it's part of the uh, Black, Mer- Black Market Narrative uh, and Mad Solar. Uh, Black Market Narrative, uh, you you know from Radiant Black, Rogue mm. Sun, you know, that kind of universe. I mean, they don't... Um, they don't cross over very often, but it is a shared universe. So, um, he is writing, co-writing the book with Kyle Higgins. Um, moon man tells the story of Ramon Townsend who becomes transformed after he rescues his crew from a failed moon mission. Uh, the rapper will also release a mixtape to accompany the first issue, which will come out at the end of January. Also a thumbs up. um, I think this is fantastic. I I love basically everything Kyle Higgins does. Um, so, yeah. So, s- seeing this book like this, this is going to definitely go on my pull list. Tabitha.
2: Uh Yeah. Just a thumbs up for Kid Cuddy being a nerd, y'all. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Matt.
1: Yeah, being able to mix medias like this, I always love when you have those crossovers, not just from, like inside the universes of the comics but like outside it's like so the mixtape to go with the comic um you know it's like if you get an author that puts together a playlist that of songs that they listen to while they wrote a book like that kind of stuff is fantastic i love that
0: huge thumbs up for that tabitha you have our last story of the night (laughs) um so are we finally going to get something different before we watch a movie at amc theaters
2: we're not <laughs> um, Platos we're actually gonna get more Nicole Kidman. Um, uh. but what I really want to talk about is how the mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers reenacted the advertisement from AMC with Nicole Kidman shot for shot. um they used the Wells Fargo Center as their backdrop and greedy, which who knew that thing had a name um, rewatched some of the team's biggest plays on the big screen and uh just to quote a couple of the lines flyers hockey feels good in a place like this heartbreak feels good in a place like this (laughs) so nicole kidman has and this thing from amc has been around since 2021 I thought it had been so much longer than that. (laughs) I feel like that ad has been playing at every AMC theater that I've been to since I was a child at this point. Um, In 2022, Nicole Kidman said that she was not prepared for how big this got and how many parodies there had been. But in August of 2022, Kidman signed a renewed contract with AMC. We haven't gotten a second intro yet, but they're excited to collaborate with her. (laughs) So
1: that makes it visually two people.
2: (laughs) So while Nicole Kidman is also excited to maybe get a new ad and maybe get some new memes. The, the true store, the true star of this story is gritty. If you haven't watched this ad, it's actually worth watching. It gave me a chuckle. Um, I love that we live in a world where people parody a AMC ad by Nicole Kidman. Like, what a time to be alive, guys.
1: <laughs> and everybody knows what it's parodying. Exactly.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I, meant to watch this before the show, and I didn't. Um, but yeah, like, I just, I love this. I love this.
2: I saw the Taylor Swift movie over the weekend, the Taylor Swift concert movie, and I thought, Maybe, because it was a concert movie. We were going to have to watch Nicole Kidman. I was wrong. I had to watch Nicole Kidman pre-Taylor Swift. I think we've talked about this before. I'm sure
0: we've talked about this before. I would be more okay with seeing that uh, ad or whatever before every movie. If they even change the films that Nicole Kidman is watching. She's been watching... she's been watching wonder woman and creed and i don't remember what else since 2021 like girl do you have those movies memorized by now i hope so <laughs> i just want to know who
2: goes to the movies in that sparkly suit like i go to the movies right. looking as unhoused as is physically possible
0: also like it bugs me that like she didn't bring like any popcorn or anything like
2: that does nicole kidman look like she eats popcorn i mean who <laughs> doesn't eat popcorn at the mm-hmm. movie? nicole Jesus. kidman and Gwyneth paltrow <laughs> Bone broth and air, fair. oh my god!
0: fair Ugh. all right i think uh I think that's enough for this week guys <laughs> so we'll we'll be back next week um we're gonna next week's guilty pleasure right guilty pleasure dumpster fire what, yep. are, we what are we watching? tease it for us, Tabitha. I don't like that <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling
2: HR char. <laughs> <laughs> rap for me daddy <laughs> don't like that either um <laughs> this <is>
1: getting worse
2: <laughs> we are watching the 2000s era classic uh spooky movie ghost ship
0: i am here for it
2: spoiler alert y'all i love this movie so i'm so excited i've
0: never seen this i'm not I, surprised i haven't either
2: are you kidding me
0: so she is surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Answer surprised that
2: Mitch hasn't seen it.
0: Um, I don't know. Bye, everybody.
2: Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.
0: That's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com.
2: It would be a shame if you didn't follow us on Facebook and Instagram at thegeekawakenspodcast or on Twitter at geekawakens.
0: Theme
1: music created and produced by E. Cannon Beats.
2: Our logo was designed by Shay McCain.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. We're boldly gone.